Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow assassin, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the latest chapter of the action thriller franchise, John Wick Chapter 4. This was written by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch, was directed by Chad Stahelski back, who's directed all of the previous films. And uh, we were very excited for this. It's been few years since Chapter 3, Parabellum, came out in 2019, so a four-year wait. But John Wick, you know, Keanu Reeves back in the title role for uh, another bout of uh, extreme violence and glorious, glorious chaos that only the John Wick films can serve up. So we're not going to do spoilers today. Uh, We want you guys to go out and enjoy this because this is a film you need to go see on the big screen and enjoy it for its gloriousness. But Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of John Wick Chapter 4? After John Wick 3, or John Wick Parabellum, John's licked his wounds, metaphorically, physically, and he's he's back in action. He's ready for revenge against the high table, the mysterious high table that kind of orchestrates um, all the dealings and kind of like the court and the law of the assassin world. So he's out on revenge to, to finally be rid of you know, his debt and his, um, you know, ties the high table uh, who left him for dead in the previous film. It was a really interesting, you know, ending with the last one because, you know, John Wick from where we started in the journey with him to now he, he was in mourning. He was, he was trying to, you know, get away from that. But what he's realized that he can't escape his past. And everyone's keeps saying, you know, that's in your nature. You mm-hmm. can't do it. So as he's doing it, he's kind of like a cyclone. He's kind of pulling in everyone uh, from him with Winston and the Continental, all his friends. Um, but yeah, I left with a really, really great ending where we, you know, we thought, oh, he's he's taken out. And he's like, no, I'm mad. And um, so now he's, he's out for revenge. And um, each movie, it's funny. You think, oh, they, they can't top this one. 
And this one, it it just topped them all. I I tell you, just like wow. It's there's a there's some moments in this movie where you can kind of catch your breath, but it's it's after these constant crazy action scenes where you're exhausted and you, your back's feeling hurt after a few times watching this. Well, yeah, this movie clocks in at two hours and like forty nine minutes, so there's definitely more room to breathe in this film than some of the previous ones, um, especially the first half. Is a lot of setup, a lot of uh, kind of getting you going. And I think it actually was nice. I think what this film did best of some of the former ones is story. I mean, all of them have had a good story and they've, you know, branched out more and more with the world uh, building of the continental, the world of assassins, how things work, the high table. This one gets to do, you know, a lot of that. It's more international. And really what it's what was interesting is three ended in a way that was like, you know, you, are you mad, John? Yeah. Like, he wants to get revenge on the whole high table. In this one, it actually works out that he likes to get revenge on one member of the high table, uh, realistically, in that we have this villainous new character played by Bill Skarsgård, the Marquis Vincent de Gramont, who is a uh, member of the high table that is kind of taken on the task to uh, get rid of John Wick. More so not even just to kill John Wick, but to get rid of the idea of John Wick. Because that really has been the lore of the character. People know him by name. They know him, you know, the Baba Yaga. They may have never met John Wick, but just the name alone. And he wants to kind of wipe that off the face of the planet. And kind of as a built-in secondary story that is a key part of this movie that was honestly one of the best parts of the movie, he has... An assassin who is an old friend of John Wick, this blind high table assassin, Kane, played by the wonderful Donnie Yen, who is under the grasp of the high table, and he is forced to try to go off and kill John Wick. And there's a lot of backstory between him and John, and so that was some of the best stuff of the movie. Donnie Yen killed this role. No I mean, pun intended. <laughs> kills a lot of people. But, you know, obviously he was already a great blind warrior in rogue one but they take this to a whole new level because one he's got that humor that donnie can do really well and there's a plenty of it in the movie but figuring out the choreography for how does it make sense realistically that he is this badass and blind the stuff he does with his cane i mean it's kind of funny his name is cane and he's blind but i mean he has this cane that he can you know, use kind of as a sword, as a tool for balance. Uh, his gun work, obviously he's got very powerful just kung fu moves, period, uh, which he's used in his former movies. The dude is awesome. And it's a, a role that I really hope we just get a whole spinoff series with Kane. I want more Donnie Yen in this role. Uh, he's great. And another person that's hunting... John Wick is Mr. Nobody. Shamir Anderson. This was a great role, too. He's the one that has the dog in the movie. There always has to be a dog. You know, we have to have a dog situation here. Yeah. Uh, this dog's awesome. This dog was uh, <laughs> was really fun to watch. And this was an, that was an interesting role, too, because we haven't really seen this. You know, we've, we've seen, obviously, when, uh, when a hit's gone out on one of these characters, it goes out to assassins everywhere. And of course they see mm -hmm. the bounty. Oh, John Wick, 15 million. If I go kill him, I get 15 million. Well, he's gone up now. It's like 20 million, 25 million. He's got this whole book. He's keeping track. 
he's almost on the verge to keep John Wick alive till it hits 50 million. That's like his goal. And so I thought I was like, that's an interesting character arc that he yeah, he's wanting to kill John Wick, but he wants to keep him alive to get to that goal. He wants the big the big prize, you know? It's kind of like he's kind of like a Craven the Hunter kind yeah, of character yeah. where it's like um or um like it's a little bit like the most dangerous game. You remember that story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like he's like I'm looking for a worthy prey. I'm like, okay, he's mm-hmm. 12 million. No. This has to be worth worth it. And so I do love throughout this, you know, this movie, not only spoilers, but he he keeps like kind of keeping not really saving him, but kind of keeping him alive cuz he's like yeah. he's mine. Like a, it's a really great powerful performance and and speaking of powerful performances, obviously Keanu kicks ass in, in many ways this one was very interesting because although it's so long he has probably the, the most minimal amount of dialogue yes and i think that really i think it's even less in this one than the others but i think that really works for keanu because his character it could be kind of an everyman he, he, he's a good symbol for the old western guys like the man with no name you know the the guy a few words but it's it's kind of I think that adds to it because I feel like if he was too talky or too chatty, it would be kind of like, okay, you know, where um, it just, it's amazing to think that he had only like, what was it? 380 words <laughs> in this whole film. Somebody, I think someone counted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's incredible. And of course, uh, Ian McShane as Winston, you know, the caretaker of the, the content manager of the continental. I love what he gets to do in this one. Um, it's just so great. And, and, and it's very sad that, you know, I'm glad that we got, Lance Reddick. And of course, um, posthumously, you know, he had passed after, you know, this released uh, before this released. I'm glad that we had a good send off for his character, you know, because it's tough when you make films Mm -hmm. and then people, you know, fortunately performers pass away. But I thought that was really great that, you know, wrapping on their storyline, but yeah, the stuff that they got to do, there's so many great locales. We go back to Morocco, Japan, there's this great scene in, in, in Osaka, um, that kind of you know brought me back to when I worked on cruise ships. I was like, oh man, this is just so great. And what I think was powerful about these movies is there is still so much of the lore and all these backstories that every movie I'm like, no, I want to, I want to know more about that. I want to. So it's like they they it's a big onion and they peel just a tiny little mm-hmm. layer back. And that's I think what's so great about that. And of course, we have director um, Chad Stahelski. Chad Stahelski. He you know, has been behind these whole franchise. And I think that is the key. Him and Keanu and, you know, the writers have worked so well to world build and keep a consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, sometimes the problem with sequels is they're like, okay, this worked, but we're going to do it differently. And it doesn't work. Well, here it's like, they've still built on it. It's still John, it's a John Wick verse, but it never feels like they're trying to do something different just for the sake of a sequel. Yeah, I mean the only the only connected tissue I wish had happened in this film, because uh, she was such an annoying character in three, and I wanted someone to kill her, mainly Winston, uh, was the adjudicator <laughs> from the third film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show up in this film, um, and that's fine, you know. I mean, again, this was kind of taken in story to its own way, and yeah, this does for the most part, feel like a final chapter for John Wick. Uh, you know, we obviously would always love to see more, but uh, they do so much in this film that kind of makes it feel like the end. Uh, but we're still keeping, yeah, some new things going on. Like there's a whole chapter where he goes off uh, to Berlin and some of the best stuff in the movie is in Berlin. And I will tell you right now, if uh, Scott Adkins does not get some kind of Oscar nomination for the role that he played, 
for a lot of people who don't know who Scott Atkins is, he's a you know a stuntman, an action guy, an actor, and he plays Kila Harkin. He's the head of the German table. He's the one that, if you've seen the trailers, he looks like a, a mix between Kingpin and uh Penguin. And Penguin. He's got like the gold <laughs> teeth, you know, the kind of a bob cut hair, you know, looking, and he's just like uh ah, the Baba Yaga. <laughs> The scene when they got to uh, Berlin, and this is whole, you know, it's a whole plot point. I'm not going to give away, but the 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 choreography, the fighting, that was some of the stuff you see in the trailer, where it's like it's they're in a big nightclub and it's there's water everywhere. I mean, once again, I think what what Chad keeps an eye for is the visual. He keeps for the you know, I want lighting, I want setting, and it keeps these fights really fun when they're sometimes like ten minutes long. I mean, like some of these go on and on and on. And like really the last 45 minutes, it's like nonstop. I mean, <laughs> there was there was just some great moments where you're like, holy moly. And I will tell you right now, the the worth the ticket price alone scene is there's a scene in a kind of abandoned set of uh, flats, if you will, yeah. in France. And it's all shot from overhead as if you're kind of oh. watching a video game. Mm-hmm. My jaw was on the floor of the entire like five minute scene. I mean, I was just like, yeah, the uh, the tenants had to come pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, I gotta give a shout out to. I mean, I love this actor Hiroki Sonata, who um, you know, he's been in so many things. Last thing we saw him in was Bullet Train. Um, he's the manager of the Osaka Continental, um, and then uh, his daughter's played by Rina Sawayama, who uh, has some great bow action i mean that's what i also love is they continue to use weapons that we don't normally see in the john franchise so this had a lot of bow and arrows uh you know gets to do a whole scene with nunchucks and he takes out all these guys with nunchucks and then a very powerful shotgun weapon that has uh some firepower to it let's put it that way um and clancy brown's in here too a small role as the, the harbinger he's kind of like the high-ranking operative who kind of uh oversees some stuff throughout the, the film. But I mean, Bill Skarsgård, he was so good in this too. He's just, uh, he's one of those villains where he like, it, it ranks back to those true kind of like Bond villains. Like him and Scott, yes. him and Scott Adkins were almost like Bond villains in this John Wick world. And I love Like it. you feel like they've been doing those roles for years yeah. and why, why has it taken this long? And yeah. I wanted to see more. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a fantastic film. It's hard for me to say if I like it more than three because three has such iconic fight scenes. But I think four just they took it to a bigger scale, a grand scale. Mm-hmm. It's one I want to go back and see immediately again. So for me, chapter four of John Wick, it's a nine out of ten. I'm looking forward to I know they have the Continental in the work as a, a series to kind of I believe do the world so. building. Yep. And they're doing a movie ballerina with Anna de Armas coming out next summer. Uh, which is all about John Wick's sister, which is exciting. But for me, mm-hmm. John Wick Chapter 4, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for me as well. Solid rating, solid film. Go check it out. John Wick 4. You can see that now in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. 
Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.